Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Chief DeLorme, thank you very much for joining us on the air. Several years ago, after the Truth and Reconciliation Commission report, what's the impact of these unmarked graves on Indigenous peoples across Canada? And are you confident that national and provincial political leaders and their governments are taking the current reality as seriously as they must? Thank you, Roy, and good afternoon, everybody. I, I just wanted to mention there's a one eight six six number with anybody listening that this may trigger. Uh, this is a very sensitive, emotional conversation uh, that we're about to have. You know, Roy, I, I'm I was born in '82. I'm I'm an elected chief. I'm a spokesperson for my First Nation. I am not a residential school survivor. I was raised by residential school survivors. My grandparents went to residential school. My great grandparents went to residential school. So, you know, over over years, it, it's it's really a struggle at moments to to remain core to being Indigenous and to remain you know, a proud Canadian as, as you know, a dual citizen. I'll, I'll just try and simplify it. And the recent findings uh, of these unmarked graves, uh, the gravesite is the conversation, Roy, but it's the truth that is really painful. And it's not just for all Canadians, it's for Indigenous people as well. We, we have been colonized quite intensely, and decolonizing is going to be even more tough. For the past few weeks, um, a lot of focus has been given on the services and making sure anybody triggered uh, were able to to be beside them. Your question, Roy, about um, you know, our, our elected officials, the Truth and Reconciliation call to action is for all Canadians. And, and in this Westminster governance system, we, we live in, in Canada, you know, our MPs, our, our MLAs, with, with the upcoming federal election that, that is brewing, everybody's starting to talk about, you know, I hope any MP that knocks on someone's door, I hope the first question that every proud Canadian says is, what role are you going to play in the truth and reconciliation calls to action? Um, yeah, so Roy, I, I'll leave my opening comments to that. I have that 866 number, by the way. It's one 925 4419 And that's the Residential Schools Crisis Line. Uh, Chief DeLorme, what's surprising to many non-Indigenous Canadians, and again, it shouldn't be, we should know this, but it is surprising that the residential schools operated into the 1990s with the last one closing in Saskatchewan in 1996. And these places in which Indigenous children suffered physical and sexual abuse, as well as malnutrition and more, I would suggest don't really deserve to be referred to as schools. But, but to know that it was government policy until 25 years ago should disturb everyone in this country to the core. Absolutely, Roy. The residential school had one purpose, to brainwash Indigenous people. So that Indigenous people, from, you know, on Cowes' perspective at Maryville, from 1898 to 1996, was to um, make sure that you, you know, pray to a god, a Roman Catholic church god. you got to get baptized. Every child that arrived at the Roman Catholic church, the parents didn't have an option. They were baptized. And um, to speak only English to uh, be submitted to the Queen uh, under the monarchy. And so the impact today, Roy, is, is it continues. The intergenerational trauma continues. We don't have to go far in our country to look at our budgets, at how much incarceration dollars, you know, and look at the population in there, the child welfare, and how much children are, are of Indigenous consent. 
So it does continue. And, you know, that's where, you know, the conversation the last two weeks, as, you know, I have mentioned, and I use the word accidental racism. You know, in, in the baby boomer generation, when the textbooks were talking about Canadian history, they weren't talking about residential school because it was still going on. They weren't talking about treaties because the treaties were just a um, almost like a decoy to Canada just, just to, re- to, to get Indigenous people on, on reserves. You know, the Spirit and Antenna Treaties is alive and well today. So, you know, we, we have a lot of reflection to do. And, you know, the moving forward, you know, that's where I think a lot of this ignorance and accidental racism, we have to address it head on. So how would you suggest, Chief, that this accidental racism, that's a very interesting term, how would you suggest that this accidental racism be addressed head on? What are the, what are the, what's the first step that has to be taken? Is it, is it really absorbing and understanding the, uh, the Truth and Reconciliation Commission? The Truth and Reconciliation calls to action. There are over 100,000 authors to that. Two of them are my parents. In 2008, after the then Prime Minister Harper apologized, they, the, the government of Canada funded a commission. And they went across Canada um, numerous times listening to survivor stories. The survivors came up with 94 calls to action to make sure that the residential school impact um, was transitioned to a more nation-to-nation, um, a more in- Indigenous inclusion. And, and they're all there. And... You know, we got to implement them, Roy. Like, that, it's, it's that simple. These are survivors that have, the ones that made it, Roy, the ones that, that, that had to endure and accommodate and, and, and endure the pain and are still walking amongst this, this land we share. So that's one piece. The second one is the missing and murdered Indigenous women and girls called to action. Roy, one of the toughest people to be in this country is, is an Indigenous female. And the, the commission of the 231 calls to action are there. Um, you know, in the coming years, months, I do hope that this could be our start. And to, you know, your question, Roy, about, you know, how do we, you know, address the accidental racism? Our eyes are open in this country. And if we continue to just remain ignorant, I will be removing the accidental when I be, when I be saying that accidental racism continues. Because there is one truth, and once truth prevails then reconciliation can happen. We can't jump right to reconciliation. Canada has to accept that there's one truth in this country, and it's a tough truth to accept. But, I mean, we all inherited this. We didn't create residential schools today. We didn't create the Indian Act, but we inherited this. So if we're proud Canadians, we must accept that we need to reflect on the history we inherited. There's something we've talked about on this program on uh, quite a few occasions, including with... um your counterpart at Atawapiskat, former counterpart, uh, Bruce Shishish, uh, Chief Shishish, called into this program. And he's been a guest on a number of occasions. And we talk about the unsafe and not easily available drinking water. And I think that is a common denominator issue for most people where they can maybe understand better what the reality is for First Nations. That Here we live in this first, first world country. Uh, which has been described by the United Nations several times as being the best country in which to live. But we live in this first world nation, and we have first nation communities, not one, not two, not a dozen, triple, in triplical numbers, maybe more, where safe, 
clean drinking water is either not available or only sporadically available. Doesn't that, Chief Delorme, really, isn't that just a, a bottom line issue that we should all wrap our heads around? You know, Roy, we, we live in one of the greatest countries in this world. Uh, we're, you know, we're a developed country, we're a G7 country, and there are people in this country, indigenous nations, that don't have clean drinking water, have boil water advisories. In this country, we're around sixth in the world on the index for, for, for you know, one of the best nations to live in. If you included the indigenous communities across this nation, the over 600, we would be around 65th. And so investment needs to happen. Technicians need to be there. And, you know, I know this current government is trying. I, I as one nation, they have invested in our water treatment plant in, in means I, I have not seen in the past. And, you know, we're very grateful for that. But we are, you know, in a location that is more in the southern part along the number one highway. Some of my counterpart leaders who are in more isolated areas away from populated by cities, it is tougher to get there. It is, you know, the capacity. You need to train our own Indigenous people to be certified to run these water treatment plants. Uh, there are There is work to do, Roy, and I look forward to, to helping uh, from my nation. And, and, you know, I at one day, I do know in the near future, there should be clean drinking water for all nations within Canada. Chief Delorme, when it comes to the uh, responsibilities of the Roman Catholic Church and uh, a papal apology and a delegation of Indigenous peoples going to the Vatican before the end of the year, what do you want to say to the Pope? And uh, is, is a papal apology absolutely, um, well, mandatory? Thank you, Roy. In 2008, when Stephen Harper apologized for the role Canada played in residential school, I was next to my father. My father was a man who never hugged me, never told me he loved me, but did everything in life to make sure I, 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 I was you know, ready for this world. I watched my dad cry that day, Roy, because that pain was really deep for him. And he never talked to me about his experience until he got older. That's what an apology does. An apology allows someone who is hurt with anger, frustration, to find a little bit of, I don't want to say peace, but you know, a little bit of grounding. The role the, the Roman Catholic Church played with Maryville on Cousins from 1898 to 1996, children weren't given an option, Roy, when they got there. They were baptized. The parents didn't have a say. There's a part on our gravesite that we, and when we're, we're doing our discovery, we found a role that, and based on our old histories, if, if you weren't if you weren't baptized, that is where you had to be buried, and it was on the outside of the of the gravesite at that time. And you know, it's in in when our because we have unmarked graves. In 1960, it was a priest's um, final decision to save those headstones, and they weren't. They were pushed aside, and that was a priest of the Roman Catholic Church in 1960. You know, and today, the Pope needs to apologize because as we are as indigenous people focusing on our internal internal reconciliation apologies you know do do matter but action has to come with them and that is where some have to put down their pride or, or whatever it is and, and and not addressing it and apologies need to happen 
Chief DeLorme, um, on the issue of uh, churches being burned, arson, you've spoken on this. Uh, what are your thoughts? Roy, I'm a bridge builder in this life. I'm, I'm, I, I'm just going to give you an example. I, I'm, I condone burning down churches. I, I condone, you know, people who are pushing over statues. You know, what, what we have to focus on is, is that hate inside of our psychological view. And you can't just change that overnight, Roy. It, it comes with, with, with circles, talking circles. It comes with, you know, walking into a Walmart or, or a band office and, you know, not feeling judged or, or you know, it, it, everybody has to kind of reset their compass a little bit right now as, as we're looking to really focus on truth. And, you know, my, my I'll give you an example. On Cowes, our church burnt down in 2018. I stood there in the morning and I was just, you know, watching it smolder. Someone would pull up and say it couldn't have burned down any sooner and they drove away. Those are survivors of Cowes' residential school. Someone pulled up and said, my grandparents got married in this church in the 40s. This is the last memory I have of them. I mean, there's, there's, it's these churches, these grave sites, these residential schools that still stand today. Those are reality to people, Roy, that are still survivors. And, you know, the anger is there. But, you know, we got to focus on the psychological in this country and reset all of us a little bit to make sure that our children watching that we don't do this to another generation. You said earlier in our conversation that you're calling it accidental uh, racism. Is that correctly? That's correct. And, and you said that if the situation doesn't change dramatically and, and, and equality and, and, and proper relationship develops, I'm not quite sure how to put it into words, honestly. It's just something that it's... It's self-evident, should be, where we ought to be. We're not there. But are you confident that you'll be that you'll be able to continue to call it accidental racism, or are you concerned that you that you will, as you suggested you might, if things don't change, have to remove accidental? Roy, I'm an optimistic mind in this country. I I I I do believe Canada will get it right. You know, I'm 39 years old, Roy. I got a six-month-old, a two-year-old, a four-year-old, and my four-year-old's a daughter. I just want to mention that because she wants to be a chief one day. And, you know, we, we could change this in one generation. And, you know, I, I'm going to continue one day at a time doing my part. You know, and anybody listening, our education systems are starting to adjust. You know, I, I got to admit, the baby boomer generation is 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 pretty tough to break with the mindsets. I, I'm just being honest, Roy. I'm not trying to discredit the baby boomer generation. The Generation X, give or take, Generation Y and Millennial, I, I kinda sense that, you know, that's the generation that is really gonna gonna just just get this right. But I'm not gonna wait for that generation. I, I will focus as much energy as I can with anybody that I have conversations with. And it's on both sides, Roy. I ain't I ain't gonna try and sugarcoat this or, or fantasize. Even a lot of people in my circle, my indigenous nations, you know, we we have been fighting for so long. It's as if, you know, we kind of too, you know, add on to that. All and right. so, you know, a lot of us have to, and that's what I say, right? All of us have to reset our compass just a little bit. And we can get this right. If you want to hear more... 
Subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend. 